25 of the Bright Lights Podcast. I'm your host, Deegs, joined as always by my two wonderful co-hosts, Mahoney. Saw, dude. And PT. Good day to all of you. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing great, man. Just chilling. It's finally getting really nice out, actually, so. Yeah, it's supposed, be, it's, supposed exactly. to be, it's supposed to be nice today, um, and then this weekend's supposed to be dog shit, so that's good to always get back to normal Wisconsin weather. Um just a few things before we get into this. Obviously, some housekeeping stuff. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Bright Lights Pod. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Just search up Bright Lights Podcast on basically anything. You will find us, I promise. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, sports-regime.com, top left corner podcast. Click down. You'll see us. You can you can listen to us on there, too. Um, we're basically everywhere. Um, if you want to, make sure you give us some kind of rating on Apple Podcasts just so we know how we're doing. And doesn't have to be five star if you don't think we deserve it, but we just like to get some feedback. Um, but without further ado, we're gonna keep on grinding out these uh, previews. Make sure you listen to our national. Because opening day is tomorrow. Yep. Or when you're listening to this, it's today. It is today because this will drop on opening day. Make sure you listen to the National League previews and the American League West one. This episode, we're going to do the wonderful American League East. So, Mahoney, as always, I hate wasting our time and our listeners' time. Jump right into it, buddy. Yeah, so we're going to start off with the defending champs, the Boston Red Sox. Um, I mean, they really didn't have too much to do. I mean, their team's already stacked. Uh, They lost Kinsler. To your San Diego Padres, uh, Brandon Phillips, Drew Pomeranz, Joe Kelly, and Craig Kimbrell. So, lost a little bit to the bullpen. They only added one player this offseason, Colton Brewer, a relief pitcher. From but, the Padres. Is he really? No. Yeah, they, they got him in a trade. Interesting. So, um, I mean, again, like I just said, Boston didn't need to do anything. Um, if anything, they probably needed to add some bullpen guys, which they did. And uh, But there's an interesting topic right here at third base for the Red Sox. Um, right now they have Devers, who was an up-and-coming prospect. Kind of, he, He's been okay since been getting called up. But now they have a third base prospect, Michael Chavez, who's 79th on the pipeline. Um, he's pretty good. You could probably see him this year, honestly, if everything doesn't work out with Devers. Uh, so Boston, I have them going 162, a few less wins than last year. Finishing in second place, and I gave them a B minus for their offseason. Yeah, dude, uh, you pretty much hit all of it. Most of their World Series team is returning. Their their pitching rotation is very solid. It's very deep too. They go four guys deep that are pretty solid. It's, it, anytime Nate Vivaldi is your number four, that's a pretty solid rotation. Um, in terms of their offensive game, it pretty much speaks for itself. I mean, the, the Red Sox have one of the best offenses in the league. They have one of the best players in baseball out there roaming in the outfield, Mookie Betts. They have a super solid young guy, Andrew Benatendi, in left field. J.D. Martinez at DH. Sander Bogart at short. I mean, th- this offense is absolutely loaded. My biggest concern with them is their bullpen. I think their bullpen is absolute dog shit. Um, losing Craig Kimbrell and Joe Kelly is going to hurt them. And they didn't really add anybody to come in and uh, have an impact on their bullpen. I think right now, I can't even tell you who their closer is right now. That's how bad this bullpen is. Um, you need a bullpen to win in October. That's plain and simple. Kimbrell, Kelly, and those guys were really good for them down the stretch. So for that reason, I'm going to give them a C plus just because they lost two very impact players. They lost a Hall of Fame closer and didn't find any kind of way to even 
kind of minimize that loss by acquiring somebody else. I'm going to give them a 96 and 66 record. This is still one of the best teams in baseball. And just like you, Mahoney, I have them finishing in second place in the National League East. Yeah, Deeks, I couldn't um, agree with you more. Losing Kelly and Kimbrell will definitely hurt them. Um, it kind of, like you said, their bullpen is kind of up in the air. Um, we, we talked about it yesterday with the Cubs of how how good a team they are, and the only thing holding them back is their bullpen. Um, I think the Red Sox are kind of going to be dealing with the same thing, not to as extreme case as the Cubs are. Um, their offseason, like we said, they, they lost Kelly and Kimbrell, didn't really add much. Um, with that being said, I gave them this a plain old simple average C um, and I have them going 99 and 63 finishing in second place dude what the fuck is up with you picking teams to win 99 games that's back to back days we got you picking teams to win 99 days you just can't round up to 100 dog I don't believe in 100 it's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> not a thing I don't give 100% I don't, he doesn't give 100 I give <laughs> I'm a 99% guy well this next team I'm giving them 100 and a little bit more um, the New York Yankees uh, had a great offseason, actually. They lost Adini Hechevarria, Neil Walker, Andrew McCutcheon, Lance Lynn, David Robertson. But they did kind of make their team better in a lot of ways. They hit their weak spots by adding Tulo, DJ LeMahieu, Mike Talkman, James Paxton, and Adam Adovino. The bullpen is fantastic. was last year. It's going to be even better this year. Uh, with Adam Adovino, one of the, I mean, he was one of the best closers, relief pitchers, whatever, in the National League. And bringing him to that Yankees team is just going to make them more dangerous. James Paxson, great left-handed pitcher. He, he's, he makes that rotation awesome. Their rotation's already pretty good. DJ LeMahieu is slotted as a bench bet for the New York Yankees. That's insane. That's absurd. That's absurd. Troy Tulowitzki. He is like... He's a great starter on a lot of teams. He's an even better bench player for the New York Yankees. It's going to be interesting what the Yankees do with their uh, lineup on opening day tomorrow. I, I they got to find some time for DJ LeMahieu, I would think. I'm, he's amazing. Another interesting spot, though. Jonathan Lusiga, starting pitcher, number 66 on the pipeline. Their, bull, their, their rotation is great. Could use a little bit at work. And you know what? He can really help out a lot. Uh, the Yankees, I have them going 110 and 52. Oh, wow. Finishing in first place, and I gave them an A- minus for their offseason. Wow. Um, I, I think this is the best team in baseball. On paper, at least right now, I believe that this is the best team in baseball. And I'm pretty confident in that statement. Um, their offense is going to be just fine. They're, they're not going to have Didi Gregorius this year. Um, but, I mean, you have Gleyber Torres, their, their stud prospect. You have Miguel Andujar over there at third base. And in, in, in my opinion, I think I don't think Tulo is that good anymore. So I, I think eventually we'll see Glaber shift over to short and uh, LeMahieu will take over second base. At least that, that's what I would do. I mean, obviously their outfield is loaded. Uh, you have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge out there. Um, Luke Voigt. Came on early last year, hit it or late last year. Sneaky, hit a ton. sneaky player. 
hit a ton of home runs. He's got he's got sneaky pop. So th- th- this offense is really good. I've seen a lot of Yankees fans on Twitter complaining about their rotation. Um, I think it's actually pretty good once they get Luis Severino back healthy. He's a legitimate ace, and James Paxton is a great number two to have on a team. You have Masahiro Tanaka there. They just signed Gio Gonzalez, uh, Domingo Marquez. He's he's really good. So, um, I mean, you can't even talk about their bullpen. There, there's not much that needs to be said. Aroldis Chapman, Dylan Batanzas, um, Adam Adovino, Zach Britton, Chad Conley. This is the best bullpen in baseball by far. It's going to win them a lot of games. I have them going 104 and 58, finishing in first place in the National League East. And I mean, we're we're probably going to do. I don't know if you guys want to, but we'll probably do like World Series. We picks. definitely will. Yeah. I think we should do them in the next episode. To be honest with you, because that finishes will. up our recap. Yeah. But a spoiler alert: the Yankees. I have them winning the World Series. This is the best team in baseball on paper. I'm giving them a B plus for getting out of Vino, for getting LeMahieu and those guys, and, and solidifying themselves as the best team in the league. No, yeah, you guys basically covered everything. Um, I really don't want to pump up the Yankees' heads any more than they, the Yankees fans, uh, more than it is. Um, I think all we remember is just the Yankees making big splashes all over for agency. Um, they definitely stuck out like a sore thumb throughout for agency, and they definitely um, deserve a solid B-plus for their free agency. With that also being said, um, they look really, really, really scary. Um, I think any team is is got to just keep an eye out for these guys. These guys are going to tear through um, their division. Um, and that being said, I have going 101 and 61. There's this 100. There's this 100. It's not a 100. It is a 101. Fuck you, dude. And 61. And they will be finishing in first. A um, little, little side note before we go to our next team. We're part of our uh, fantasy baseball league with Bright Lights Podcast. We have, we have a little league. Adam Adovino went undrafted, and somehow, somehow that happened, and somehow I was able to pick him up. Like I'm so pissed off two days about that. ago. I'm so pissed off about that. Do you know why though? Because when I was looking at it, they have him like way down on the rankings. Like he was at like 400. Like it was stupid. Now let's go over to Tampa Bay. Nice, warm, sunny Tampa Bay. Ooh. Not a lot of people go to their games, but it's still nice and sunny. I'd go to their games. I'd, I would, want, to, I would I'd, their, I'd want to go to Tampa. They got the new stadium coming soon. It's going to look quite Thank nice. God. It's going to look quite nice. The Tampa Bay Rays lost Carlos Carlos Gomez and Sergio Romo. But then they, they, they had an interesting offseason. They added White Sox great, Avisayel Garcia, Mike Zanino, Yandy Diaz, Guillermo Herrera, and Charlie Morton. This Tampa Bay Rays team... I don't know about this year, but in a couple years, they're going to be pretty scary. They got Brent Honeywell, number 28 prospect on the pipeline, who we can't, who we could see this year. He's, he's fantastic. I'm kind of upset he cut the hair, but that's okay. He could do his own thing. Second base outfielder, Brendan Lowe. He's actually, there's talks of him starting the year up at the major leagues, and him getting that extension proves that even more. And then also, again, they have a second-base outfielder, Nick Solak, who we could also see this upcoming year with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays this season is going to be interesting. I think they're either – they're not going to be big sellers or big buyers, but you could see them make some deals at the deadline depending on how this season is going. I have the Rays going 85-78, and 78, finishing in third place, and I gave them a B for this offseason. 
Yeah, dude, this is a team that kind of came out of nowhere, too, just like the team we talked about yesterday in the Oakland Athletics last season. Um, they won 90 games last year, more than 90 games last year. Uh, I think the Rays are the smartest team in baseball. With their monetary concerns and monetary constraints, they always find a way to field a competitive team out there. They have, in my opinion, the third-best farm system or fourth-best farm system in baseball. There's a lot of good prospects in that farm system. I like their outfield. It's a sneaky good outfield. With uh, Tommy Fang, Kevin Kiermeyer, and their super prospect, Austin Meadows. I think he's going to be a really good player moving forward. And they're pretty solid up the middle. Willie Adamas, former top prospect, and uh, Joey Wendell, who got some American League Rookie of the Year votes last year. That's a good young core for them to build around. Uh, Blake Snell is the force of this rotation. He is their ace. I think he's a bonafide ace. I think we'll see him continue to take strides forward in being that. And uh, Charlie Morton and Tyler Glass now, I think they should take leaps forward. Charlie Morton was really good last year for the uh, the Astros. So I think this is a solid, um, solid rotation moving forward. It'll be interesting to see if they use the opener strategy going um, – in 2019, last year, Sergio Romo was their primary opener, and he's gone now. He was really good for them. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't know. I just don't think their bullpen is as strong as it was last year, so not sure if I would revert back to that tactic. But we'll see. Uh, this is a good team. This is a solid team. They have young guys coming up, but they're just not good enough to compete with a two-headed monster at the top of this division. Could they potentially sneak in as a wild card in a very weak American League? I could see it if we do predictions. I might even have them in there. But uh, I'm going to give them just like a C-plus just because I think that loss of Romo does hurt. But they did pick up some key guys. Um, I have them going 87-75 and 75 and finishing in third in the, net in the American League East. Uh, I love the off-season pickup of Charlie Morton. Uh, he's one of my favorite players out there. He's just he's, he's kind of electric, and I like what he does on the offensive side. Um, you know, like you said, it hurts to lose Romo. Um, and I think they, they did they, – they kind of ended up doing a little bit on each side of losing and adding. Um, with that being said, I just gave them a B-. Minus, um, and I also have them going uh, 86 and 78, finishing in third place. So far, we're pretty much agreeing with each other with the standings for this one, which is actually pretty much a shock. <clears throat> now let's go over to Toronto. Toronto lost Tulo, obviously. They lost Solarte. They lost Marco Estrada, and they lost White Sox great Tyler Clifford. But they, they added a decent amount. They added Freddie Galvis, San Diego Padre, great. Uh, Matt Shoemaker, Trent Thornton, Clayton Richard, San Diego Padre, great. Bud Norris, Daniel Hudson, Elvis Luciano, and David Phelps. This Toronto team—they've got—they've got some promising players that we can see this upcoming year. Most notably, of course, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., third baseman. Guy—he's going to be a stud. Some people even say he might be as good as his dad or better. I, I definitely am one that could believe that. It's going to be interesting how he does. Kid can rake. He's a big boy. It's going to be fun to watch him play. Manning shortstop for them would be Bo Bichette, number one, fantastic name. He, 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 there's not much to say. He's He's been raking in spring training. He's been fantastic. He's the number 11 prospect on the pipeline. We could see both these guys at the by the end of the year on the left side of the infield for the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays are going to have quite the future with those two players. But also, more than that, they've got Danny Jensen behind the plate. He's a catcher, number 65 on the pipeline. He, just great players all around for this Blue Jays team. 
Obviously, this year nor next year probably is going to be the year for them. But I do have them finishing 75-87, and 87, which isn't too bad for a rebuilding team. I have them finishing in fourth, and I gave them a C this offseason. Yeah, um, I, like you like you mentioned, Mahoney, um, I don't think this team's competing anytime soon. They have some quality big league talent on their roster. They did just trade Kendrys Morales to the Oakland Athletics for some young prospects. I mean, that's that that's that's good. Uh, this is that team that's rebuilding. They need to stockpile some prospects. They're very top heavy when it, it it comes to their minor league depth. Obviously, Vladdy is number one for most people. Uh, Bo Bichette is a top fifteen prospect, I believe. Other than that, Danny Jensen, he's all right, but they don't have a lot of depth in, in their in their minor leagues. And when you're rebuilding, you want to stockpile as much elite depth as possible. So I could definitely see a potential Marcus Stroman or even Aaron Sanchez move or anybody of value for this team that can net them some prospects. You could see on the move this year, they're definitely going to be sellers at the deadline. Um, just in, in my notes here, all I wrote was bring up Vladdy and Bo stop with this bullshit. I, I, I know Vladdy's injured. He should have been up last year, but um, bring these guys up, let them develop, let, let them get these seasoned at bats in. Uh, they're both very good players. So I, I think they'll have no problem adjusting to the big league game. That being said, I gave them a C just cause they added some guys that will pro- provide valuable roles for them moving forward. Um, I have them going 74 and 88 finishing in fourth place in this division. Uh, the future's bright. Hopefully they can get some more prospects, but I don't see them ever competing in the next maybe five or six years. Yeah, what we're looking at is basically the future for Toronto. Um, at the end of the year, we'll probably see uh, Valdi and uh, Bo Bichette. Um, well, I'm actually really excited to see what Bo Bichette can do. Uh, we already know the hype around Valdi, um, and it's going to be interesting to see wh- wh- what else they can do. Um, Diggs, you talked about their trade potentials. Uh, they're really top heavy, and I agree with you on that. Um, the off season, they did they did a lot, but um, nothing really stuck out to me too crazy. Um, with that being said, I just gave them a C, um, and I have them going seventy five and eighty seven, finishing fourth. You guys ready for this team? You, you no. Ready, you ready for this last team? We got the no. Baltimore Orioles, the worst team in baseball last year. And they also had a player who had the worst season statistically in MLB history, and Chris Davis, who's also making millions and millions of dollars. They lost Caleb Joseph, Tim Beckham, Adam Jones, and Colby Rasmus. Pay attention to those names that I just said. Uh, the Orioles, Tim Beckham, Adam Jones, those were the two guys that everybody was going to go see for the Orioles. Who, who are their fans going to come and watch now? I, Jonathan fucking VR. That's about it. It's just it's looking rough for Baltimore. It really is. They they added listen listen to these names that I'm about to name that they added: Dwight Smith Jr., Rio Ruiz, Richie Martin, Jesus Sucre, Pedro Severino, Hanser Alberto, Drew Jackson, Renato Nunez, and Nate Carnes. Uh, not, not not a lot of interesting names there. Again. Baltimore is going to be Baltimore this year. They're probably going to be the last team in the league again this year. They've got a couple of promising prospects that we might see up this year. They got outfielder Yusnel Diaz, number 64 on the pipeline. Diaz is actually pretty good. I've seen some highlight tapes of him. He, he, he's, going to hit, he's going to hit. He's a good fielder. can run a little bit. And they have third baseman Ryan Mountcastle, who's number 71 on the pipeline. 
Third base for the Orioles has been manned by Manny Machado the last, I think it's been like six years. Now he's going to be manned in San Diego for the Padres. Ryan Mountcancel has got a, he's got a lot to carry on his shoulders. So we'll see how he does this upcoming season. I'm excited because I think this is the year that we're going to see a lot of those big promising prospects for teams. The Orioles have them finishing 60 with 102 losses, coming in fifth. And I'm going to explain my grade a little bit. I already did. I gave them a D. I gave them a D because they let a very affordable Adam Jones walk from the Baltimore Orioles. And he's been the fan favorite for, gosh, who knows how long. And to not even give him a respectful offer for all that he's done for your team and letting him walk to Arizona. And he's actually playing very good for the Diamondbacks right now in spring training. I hope Adam Jones has a great year because the Orioles just did wrong by letting him walk. They really did. Yeah, dude. I don't want to talk about the Orioles for more than probably 35 seconds. Uh, This team sucks. They don't have really any good prospects. They didn't get nearly enough capital as they should have gotten back from Manny Machado, in my opinion. Uh, I like Diaz. He's probably it. Um, they're definitely going to be at the bottom of the attendance. For my notes, I just wrote they suck. I'm giving them a D because they suck. And my prediction for them is 52-110. and 110. Holy and they have, shit. They're going to have the worst record in baseball. They, this team is awful, dude. What, do you know, know what the record is for the most losses in the season? It's like, 20, it's like 28. Oh, okay. In like 1903 or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> oh, never mind. All right, go ahead, PT. Yeah. Finish it off, baby. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but – the Orioles suck. Um, with that being said, I gave them a D because they suck. Sorry to any uh, Orioles fans that may um, be listening. They, they don't exist. I'm, co- I'm convinced. <laughs> They're going to be – I'm going to give them a 58-104 and 104 record, um, and they're definitely going to be finishing in last. Yeah, all so right. we, we, we all have them marked down for 100-plus last season. All so, right. No, real no, quick. no. 104. Sorry. Not 100. Sorry, PT. Hey, real quick, real quick. First of all, Mahoney has Mahoney has the Yankees winning as many games as I have the Orioles losing, which is kind of funny. But the worst statistical baseball season in history is the Cleveland Spiders Ooh. had a winning percentage of .130 in 1899 when they went 20 and 134. You know what? Do you know what the Orioles' win percentage was last year? Um, I can tell you what it is right now. It was point two three zero. Don't even have to look it up. It was bad. That's still a point. Uh, that's, that's still a full point higher than these guys, dude. Uh, but yeah, dude. I mean, this division, we we know that it's it's a two headed race for who's going to win this division. That's why I hate the American League, dude. It's yeah. just like this. It's four teams. There's there, there, there's no variety in it. But um, I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, that's all for this episode. Yeah. As you guys know, we're cranking out another one tonight with uh, opening day tomorrow. Hell yeah. So um, make sure you take a listen to that one when it comes out. They're going to come out together, so make sure you listen to both. But thanks again for watching, and uh, happy happy opening day, Eve. Hopefully when you're, you're going to be listening to this on opening so day. Happy so opening happy. day. We hope all your teams do great this season. Unless you're a Dodgers fan. Fuck you if you're a Dodgers fan. We, we um, love the Dodgers over here on our side. Deegs, you can uh, – Jack Peterson, we hope you have an MVP campaign this year. Uh, we hope you find your parrot, too. Yeah, um, we do hope you find your parrot. Also, give don't... us some Air Maxes, too. We, we take some Air Maxes. Yeah, he's giving away Air Max shoes, so yeah, those are nice. 
But uh, everybody, don't be surprised if Mahoney comes out with a Jack Peterson watch every week. So just just be ready. Be ready. Uh, okay. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. See you. Peace out. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.